Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. The question I have for us today is how we're going to cram all the news, an overview of the trends, and everything else into the last official episode of 2021. Becca, I don't know, because like platforms have gone insane again. I just, just, just don't know. They literally have. Like, it's quite, we've got our little dashboard that we have, and it's very full. I was expecting it to maybe have like one or two things, maybe three or four out of push. And suddenly it's like, wow, I'm having to scroll. It's like, five, like, Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I won't lie to you. I added a couple of really cool things. And also there's some things that we we spotlighted because it was actually really interesting to kind of keep there. So it might be that we don't even, like, then we do like an executive decision of saying goodbye to some of them. Oh my God, I just saw something that you added. Sorry, as we said, the dashboard. And I just saw something in the dashboard that you added about Twitter. No. <laughs> Is it, is it the most, is it the, which, is it the TikTok one? Yes. No. (sighs) Sorry, peeps. I was like, yeah, you know, all the things and we're going to start talking about it. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? Twitter. No, no Twitter. No. Becca, please. 
start with this because I'm enraged now. <laughs> so believe me, when I saw this, I also I had a reaction quite similar to you. I was like, no, don't do this. Like, why are you doing this? But we all know the typical uh, TikTok format, full screen video. We love it. It's great. We've watched all the other platforms copy it. But Twitter was hanging in there being a good egg, you know, publishing all these other types of updates and everything. And now <laughs> Twitter, what have you done? They've basically come up with a, uh, they're testing a different visual layout of the explore tab. So the explore tab is where um, it's the magnifying glass tab. So you kind of get a selection of news, things that are trending, and it will kind of cater to what uh, Twitter knows that you like. So it might be like culture, social media, um, news, sport, you know, all of that. And at the moment, it's in a nice list format, but this new uh, format that they're testing is a full screen vertical scrolling format now doesn't that sound familiar i feel like we've we've come across this before on uh on tiktok so yeah, why um basically because everyone's doing it no it's it kind of i can see it as in i understand tick uh, twitter sorry <laughs> twitter have been like okay tiktok is going from strength to strength it's a people use that app in a certain way is there a way that we can kind of get in on this yes so they want to try but i don't know if it entirely makes sense and i would like to i don't have the test i, I checked and had a look to see if i see this test in real life and i don't it'll be interesting because i don't know if all content will suit this vertical format that appears out on twitter we'll see but yeah but i saw this and thought oh no twitter what are you doing why why that goes back to what a couple of things we talked about aside from the fact that it's literally a reminiscence of us saying yes last week wait a second instagram doing replies to reels i've heard this before and then you're like oh wait a second pinterest doing vertical video feeds i i've seen this before <laughs> And to me, my problem is, and I understand where you're, where you're coming from, but also my problem is if it's done mainly, because that's what I would see. I'm, a, I'm not a power user on Twitter. I use it, but not a power user. So, you know, I actually use TwitDeck more than I use Twitter and I use it on mobile, but not as much. So again, I'm not really often in the Explore feed. I'll put my hand up and say that. Maybe I should be there a bit more, but I'm not currently. So I guess it's also a good way to, if it works, to segue people into why don't you use the actual explore feed to find out more cool things. But then in my head, I'm like, a bit like LinkedIn. D let's not all turn into TikTok because you actually, we talked about it before. So I'm sorry if I get enraged again. It's the end of the year. So I guess that's the vibe. They are, they have the upper end of having a more conversational piece. They have the upper end of actually saying, oh, written content. Yes, we like you. <laughs> we like words. Let's use these. So I don't, understand why we have to still step away from that and be like yeah we kind of like written words but bye now and instead go back to to that I just I just don't get it I genuinely just just don't I mean I, I'm looking at it and I'm like well it kind of still pushes more videos and images and I'm like is it really what people want on Twitter that's my question I think it is an interesting move from them because like you say I 
use Twitter and lots of people do when they either are not in a place, say you're on public transport and you've forgotten your headphones, then TikTok is like, okay, you're not going to open that because it's a sound on kind of app. And TikTok is quite nice to read because yeah, it is, it is a place, I feel like it's a break. We get bombarded with so much video content now, whether it's organic or whether it's ads. Twitter is that place to go where you can kind of keep up with the conversation <laughs> through words. So it is an interesting move. And I wonder if this test, on, when they've tried it out, what the feedback will be from users that have access to it and if it will roll out or whether they'll go, oh no, we'll stay true to our Twitter selves or let's copy TikTok. Because I completely agree. All of So many of these updates now, like you said at the beginning, are like, I've seen this before. I've seen this before. And it's just like, just stick, stay in your lane. You know, Twitter, you're the wordy platform. Stay wordy. And yeah, it's, it's also a case for me of understanding what, if we're going to go very much into user intent, which, as we know, is something that we talk about and something that we will talk about in the certification itself, you lucky students. If you go with user intent as much as you go with, obviously, you know, what you want to focus on yourself, we need to remember that, you know, if people go to the Explore, why would they go to the Explore page? And this is where currently I was looking at the one on the desktop, just to kind of obviously model it, there might be there might be one or two or three reasons why they do that. If it is, for example, because of a topic you're interested in, then quite honestly, more of a list would make sense because you're reading tweets on the topic. If it's more pieces of news, then I understand, you know, maybe like a more dynamic kind of full screen format will make sense. To me, having a, depending obviously as it's presented, if I want to read more tweets, I don't need a tweet to take on a full screen. Why would I need that? I want to see more than one. This is where I'm a bit baffled and I'm like, it's almost, I'm going to say this lightly, but if Twitter added a new tab and that tab would have been like the one that they're testing, then I'd be like, fine, I can get it. It's like a news tab or it's like a current affair, almost like a trending tab, fine. But the explore is a bit, honestly, it's a bit like what I am foreseeing Instagram doing with all of his gentle kind pushes and I got words for Instagram this week about something that happened so I'm going to go just straight into that but if that's what they're doing then you know I can see the explore page then changing its purpose like I'm seeing Instagram explore page at some point to be like you know what we're not a photo sharing app we've been saying this for six months now so let's take all the photos away from the explore and make it another real tab or another video tab anyway apologies I'm enraged this week I don't seem to be able to do much about it. No, but you know what it is? It's because Instagram did a really interesting update that got me excited and then got me confused again, which, needless to say, are we going back to chronological feeds? That is the question that we all have in our heads. Becca, what do you think? Well, I've got mixed feelings about a chronological feed coming back to Instagram and mm -hmm, controversial. I don't, I'm not, I'm not too fussed about it. I'm happy that they're bringing back the option. And I think that will make a lot of users happy as well, because it, it has been a thing um, thrown around ever since they got rid of it. Like, where's the chronological feed? This is all we want. You know, that was the day that Instagram turned into a bad app because they got rid of it. So I know how much people liked that feature. But having now used Instagram for, I mean, what, five years since they removed that, I'm used to it. And I also think that 
I don't know if you remember, and I can't remember specifically actually when Twitter brought back the option for a chronological feed, maybe like a year ago. And I thought, oh yes, this is brilliant. Like, I love having this option again. I used it for about a day and I didn't like it. I didn't like it because sometimes, and I suppose this is like the whole point, right? What's most recent isn't actually the most interesting. So I I think maybe Instagram's algorithm needs to, if possible, they need to like balance it a little bit more so you don't just see the same like five or six creators because I feel like that happens quite a lot, um, quite often. But with the chronological feed, I think it's good whether people will actually like it in practice when they get it and, and start using it again. I'm, I'm not entirely convinced. I think lots of people will go, oh, actually, I'll swap back. But it's, it's good. But yeah, my experience from when Twitter did the same thing, <laughs> Instagram will call me Twitter. I was like, oh, this is actually isn't, isn't that great. And I've, I've sticked with the Twitter algorithm ever since. So we'll see. What do you think? My, I said I was enraged. Obviously I'm not enraged about this because I think it's interesting. It's more like I'm enraged because I'm like, I see what Instagram is trying to do. And in my head, I'm, I'm thinking, if you're doing this because you want to actually, as you say, bring more variety. First, dear Insta, if you're listening again, I know that I'm, I'm sure you are. Maybe just remove the amount of ads. I know that Becca blessed and now she's not finding any. Genuinely, if you need any more examples of ads, especially in stories, just, just call me up, babe, because that's all I'm seeing. You know, so maybe if, you, if we take out a couple of ads, then maybe I will see more people that I follow. But I think there's also an element of um, creating that variety. And that's where my brain goes like, you know, if Instagram is trying to actually give people the option to have more variety, because if they, if the algorithm, if they, sorry, if they look at the feed as the algorithm is putting it for them right now, they literally see the same five people. Then my, my question is, is it almost Instagram trying to tell us, no, no, we're going to give you the power back. You can now choose to actually see a bit more of what everybody's up to and not just the five people that the algorithm pushes. Is it just Instagram trying to pretend to give us that power because it was realizing that some people are actually seeing the same shizzle again and again and again and again. This is what I'm wondering. And I want it to be for other reasons. I want it to be a positive kind of altruistic thing of being like, let's give more people the platform because some people literally are buried away these days. And you actually, again, it could be loads of contentious reasons by it. But, and I feel there's a conversation that everybody has every every other week. So correct me if I'm wrong, but there's been a massive engagement drop in general. I've seen it more than before almost. And I'm wondering whether, again, there's a hidden narrative around that. Like, oh, actually it is. <laughs> people are not seen if not by the same literally 10 people that do likes these days uh also like are we hiding likes are we not hiding likes again i think instagram is still trying to understand how to create the best experience for the users because the users are probably a bit frustrated both from being the creators that they put the content out and users they actually engage with the content so i have mixed feelings about it because i don't know i don't feel not that they have to, but we know that when a platform is transparent, we like it more. TikTok, we know what you do, what you do. It just feels like we can trust the choices that the platform makes. And since a lot of people are banking on there, a lot of people are investing money and time into a platform, then transparency is important. So in my gut, I'm just not feeling Instagram is being fully transparent about 
why this chronological feed option is coming. And this is why I'm like, why don't you just tell us? And then we'll, we'll just take it, you know, I'll just take it, whatever it is. That's kind of how I'm feeling. So as you can tell, that's probably why I'm a bit enraged because I feel like there's a reason and then there's a real reason why this is happening. But that might be just me. I think there there is a reason. And I, I think it's all part of Instagram's efforts to bring round users who are maybe feeling less uh, favourable favorable to it, the platform. And in on the subject of like the engagement levels as well, I think that they've like made this problem for themselves. You know, we're talking about photos and things on the feed getting less likes, less comments. And I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about like, yeah, what, do, how do I use Instagram at the moment? Like without my social media hat on or anything like that, how do I use it? And I would probably go straight to stories because that's kind of, it's at the top of the screen. They make it look nice and shiny, you know, like, oh, click on this, click on this. And then I'll see if that first photo grabs me, then I might like it and I might start scrolling. But most of the time I'll start at stories. I suppose because there is that sense of urgency as well, because you, if you see in the first, how many does it display? About four, I think you can see um, creators at the top. And if there are people that I am, you know, particularly engaged with, like, oh yeah, oh, okay, I want to see them in case it's something that's going to disappear in an hour or something. And, and from that point, my kind of journey through Instagram for that session will be, oh, I'm going to catch up on all the stories now. And then I once I'm done with that, I leave the app. I don't tend to go back and use the photos. So maybe this is part of them trying to make sure that that initial post you see is kind of something that's going to grab your attention a little bit more. But, but yeah, I feel like this is they're trying to undo all the things that they've worked on over the last few years and and Oh, we'll see. We'll see how users react to it. There's also another element, and I love that you mentioned like where people will go first. And you made you made me think about you know reels and the place the place for reels. And I, I'm gonna throw something really harsh out there, and I'm gonna put my creator and business owner hat on. So it's kind of like also the marketer hat on instead of the user hat on. But I guess they're kind of they're together in this in this note that I'm gonna make, which is. I would mainly go to Reels, quite honestly, especially to explore Reels, to find more content for my own Reels. Whereas on TikTok, I will go there also to enjoy and see why the people, obviously there's always an element of, I'm a marketer, so there's an element of, oh, like cool trends and stuff that I can use. But also there are people like creators that I follow that are just enjoying watching their stuff and I can genuinely count like on the fingers of my two hands the type of creators on Instagram that I would actually want to also look at the content that is not the stories, as you say. So that's why it's almost like, are we actually bitten ourselves in the bum Instagram, even with reels in their respect? Because that's how I feel. And maybe it's my skewed view as a user that is also a marketer. But how many users on Instagram are also brands or marketers or entrepreneurs that maybe, you know, they go to reels not because they want to kind of like leisure and entertainment, which is what this type of content sh- most of the time should be, to be quite honest. You don't want to be like having a full on lecture on it. But actually people are just using it as a way, okay, let's see a content bank. 
And, you know, is this the reason why, as you say, people go to stories first? Because that, you know, is just like a behind the scene view onto something instead. So, yeah, I think they've, as you said, they cornered themselves a bit and probably is yet another effort to try and um, and kind of like undo that. It's a bit like what we talked about last week already. Obviously, my super duper early adopter. Oh, my God, I'm a new like social media star <laughs> testing of um, Reels Reply, which I saw before it went out. Obviously, it wasn't a big deal, but I was excited myself. But then again, we talked about it and we gave last week we gave you some ideas on what you could do if you wanted to use it and how people are using it and why it works when it comes to Reels replies. But if we're going back to this conversation, then I'm thinking, is this maybe talking about the narrative another way for Instagram to try and get people to use Reels a bit more in a different way instead of just kind of keep looking for trends and hunting for trends? Again, this is me speculating, but I thought about it for a moment. I was like, hmm. Is it just because obviously not just because we're taking a leaf out of TikTok for the 17th time, but is it also a case of being like, yeah, I want to make want to make sure that people actually engage with reels from people that they follow and they just don't go and look for cool trends or ideas for themselves. Am I cynical? Is that it? I, I've turned into a, I've got my cynical hat on now. Is that the problem? Like a big, bulky cynical hat on that is like kind of way on me? No, I think, I think you're on to a really good point. And I think it's part of, Instagram trying to make people kind of create for reels first rather than TikTok first and then repurpose it into a reel and maybe it will work you know maybe as more people start using reels replies and as other things roll out maybe gradually we'll see a shift over time but I think the same you know as you so many people will just use reels as like oh what what are other people what's what's the landscape in reels looking like right now and then actually when they're trying to or when they want to spend time just absorbing content kind of for entertainment they'll just hop over to TikTok and I think because TikTok are in a very lucky sort of position that they are coming out with updates first like whenever there is a new feature they've got it they do it they roll it out and their user base is so sort of loyal and quite keen to take up new features and stuff Instagram are always going to have such a battle on their hands to make it kind of make it cool. I think we've talked about that as well. Like TikTok is the cool platform, um, especially for Generation Z and Instagram, I feel like is going the same way as Facebook in uh, how people perceive it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, Instagram. So I think they're, they're always going to have that against them as well, unfortunately, for uh, Instagram. What do you want to talk about next? I wanted to actually have a really bit of a long moment for everyone enjoying this. And there's something that we put in there, which is kind of cash, but is the TikTok gift guide. And because it's a website actually for it. I just want to have a little scroll and tell you like a couple of, first of all, I want to see back if there's anything from the TikTok made me buy it guide, which we talked about briefly, the gift guide last week as well. But I want to just kind of reiterate, which I love because TikTok, just because of what you just said, is so self-aware. They were like, okay, TikTok made me buy it. It's a big hashtag. It's a big trend. It's a big thing that's still going. You know, even Amazon banked on it last, uh, this year, and we talked about it in the past. Hell it, we're just going to do the same. We're actually going to create our little, like, you know, website for it. And I want to see, I'll be honest, I haven't bought anything out of TikTok, but I know that you might have, or you might have get inspired by it. So looking at the different things, there's a lot of stuff, and it's really cool. There's so many different they talk about the brands, they kind of put the link through as well. And I want to know, is there anything out of the things that they 
mentioned in this TikTok when we buy gift guide that you, Becca, actually bought or looked at or wanted to buy instead? Well, <laughs> I, I was just, as you were talking, I was thinking, have I caved and bought anything off of TikTok before? And I don't, I don't think so. I do. I was just checking that it's not in this um, gift guide. I don't think it is unless it's right at the bottom and I've not scrolled that far. But do you remember at one point, and I guess actually this might be on Instagram a little bit too, the sunset lamp thing that like casts a sunset on your wall. I was very tempted, very tempted. I've never felt so like influenced, but in here, there are a couple of things that caught my eye, not gonna lie. Um, there's one quite near, so the Revlon Volcanic Roller, which is turning oil impaired customers into diehard devotees. Wow. No, I didn't, I really, this this product blows my mind because, um, and this might sound grim, but I don't get how it, it, it doesn't. So it's to, if you've got oily skin and I saw somebody talk about it in comparison to like, you know, those little um, paper, like blotch, what they call, not blotch, that you pat your skin with to get rid of oil. Oh yeah, like wipes or patches. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yes, yeah, so you would like sort of dab your skin, like if it was really oily during the day. And I saw somebody compare this product to that and be like, just use this uh, fancy Revlon Volcanic Roller and, you know, sorted. You don't ever need to buy those little paper things ever again. And I was like, um, I like the fact that you'd never have to buy the paper again, but I don't, that sounds a bit grim, like on this, this product. So like, okay, sure. So that caught my eye. And then the, the blender, the blender. I've seen so many people I end up on food talk quite often as well. <laughs> so I've seen lots of people use this blender and I have been tempted, but I feel like I'm the kind of person who would use it a lot, like a week, and then I'd be over the phase, you know, I'd be like, okay, I don't, I don't want smoothies and stuff anymore. <laughs> like, you know, when you, this is going to sound, might make me sound really bad, but like things like that, where it's like cool but you've got to wash them and they're a faff to wash and then they just get put in the cupboard and then I'm like never touch them again because I know that it's faff to clean up basically that's me that's who I am but yeah so there's, there's no judgment here it's a safe space um us and our listeners we're all here to hold your hand Becca as you share your vulnerabilities <laughs> but you know what I'm what I love about it, again, as I said, I, I've never really kind of jumped on that as much, but I think I spend a lot less time than you. That's why I asked you first. But I do love the way that even the website is kind of like geared towards actually giving us a bit of context about it. And like, for example, like the, some of the products and telling us how many people view the Isle of Paradise self-tanning drops. Like there was a, a video that gathered 750k views and 106k likes so I, you can see that they really show you a couple of examples from a very informed decision and I found it really interesting and obviously as you said there's so much food talk including a lot of KFC which kids seriously anyway I know I found it really really interesting and I think it kind of goes back to what we just said about TikTok kind of knowing eventually kind of they almost caved in because we talked about how we could see that this was happening quite organically and TikTok was like well instead of give you another live like 
you know, Christmas shopping experience again. We're actually going to kind of find our own way to kind of bank on something that is quite popular anyway. So I found it really, really, really interesting. So, yeah, you can check it out and see if there's anything that you want to get right before the Xmas season. Anyone? I'll be honest, there's still quite a few bits. The only thing that I wanted to mention on my side, and I don't know if there's anything on your end, but I just wanted to say Snapchat. What? What? You, 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 you okay? Like, eh? Go for it. Say, say, say words. <laughs> no, so Snapchat launched Acts of Kindness Initiative, which is this initiative with the Kardashians to boost, obviously, like the spotlight take up, which is one of their features, which as probably we can guess, they're really trying to get people into Snapchat, basically. You, they said they're pushing the feature. To me, they're just pushing a Snapchat. And obviously, there's the idea of um, actually a prize money, which is, again, somewhat like the creator fund idea that they're kind of like obviously going into with the spotlight creators. And I can see that. What was more interesting? Obviously, act of kindness is nice as a concept, and I love that. I feel it's a bit shoehorned in, and then you get... As, as the concept to drive the campaign. And then you get the Kardashians. And I'm like, cool. But again, no offense, but it's not like I think, mm, Kardashians, yes, you know, kindness and like, you know, and paying it forward. I'm like, it just, everything felt a bit random. And maybe they wanted to, you know, get people to be like, what? 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 Say, huh? And then they click on it and then they get interested. And then maybe they remember the Snapchat exists. Bless them. But I don't know, I just felt it was as um as a way to really push something. Obviously, the hardcore fans will be really keen and interested, but I just don't know exactly what they're aiming at with it. That's why I was interested, but I was also very confused by it. It feels very like 2016 to me. Because I remember when Love it. right when I last used Snapchat it was probably around 2016. And I remember at the time the Kardashians were absolutely like dominating the platform. You couldn't open it without um, seeing somebody in the Kardashians family's, you know, story. So it kind of the collaboration, I suppose, does make sense. But it feels like, oh, I don't, I don't associate the Kardashians with Snapchat anymore. I would expect to see them maybe on Instagram, perhaps. I also just random, um, like not really social media news as such. But did you see? Um, I've seen clips of North going live on TikTok, I think. And Kim was absolutely not pleased <laughs> because her little girl running around the house, like get basically doing a house tour and nobody realized that she was she was live to millions of people watching. That was quite funny and I thought, huh. Hmm. But yeah, this collaboration, I, I don't know if it's gonna make people go, mm, I don't know what, I'll re-download Snapchat. Mm. And also the people who are using Snapchat the most, Generation said, I'd be really interested to know, and I don't know this, what their perception of the Kardashians is, whether they feel like they are influencers that they kind of um, are interested in, essentially, or whether if you were like a 17 year old, whether you'd look at the Kardashians and go, oh, you're not who I kind of want to follow. I'm more interested in following like TikTok influencers, you know? So I. Maybe this is a way to get like millennials back on Snapchat. I don't think anyone's going to do that. So interesting. Actually, I think that's you elaborated much better. Thank you. What probably I was trying to unpack in my brain because there was something that was not that was jarring for me, and 
I think I got it. But then once you said that's what it is for me, it feels like it's coming from a time machine, even if it's just five or six years ago. It, it feels like it's coming from a time machine. And that is the problem for me right now. I'm like, okay, but why? And that's why, again, if it was, I think it's more if they chose somebody else, you know what I mean? That would actually align with right now. Because as you said, depending on who they're trying to target, if it is millennials, why would the millennials come back aside from because the Kardashians are talking about acts of kindness? But especially because it's mainly geared towards creators, you would imagine that they probably would want like younger creators to be the ones that actually are quite active on the platform. So again, as you said, is this really the kind of role model that they will be like, I want to be you? I'm going to sound like a broken record. And again, I'm not even the TikTok queen. That's Becca. But obviously TikTok has their own sort of sort of home creators and influencers. And I think that's one of the strengths they've got because they can actually harness them, the creators and influencers, unless they even want to go bigger because there's quite a lot of celebrities, you would say, that are quite active on the platform. So yeah, that's probably why it kind of jumped out at me and I felt a bit jarring, as you said, is that kind of 2016 sort of time machine that we probably didn't need. So it's interesting to see that, but I'm not sure what the uptake is going to be, I guess. Well, Beck, my dear Becca, this is the last show of 2021. We'll be back. What? <laughs> we'll be back. 2021. We're finishing off with a bang. I just wanted to say we are going to be doing some, a couple of like little specials that we're going to put onto the pro, which are going to be more around some of the big trends. We wanted to cover it, but there's just not enough time. So I think we're going to probably separate them and just maybe give you a couple of snippets on social, but you can find them in the old marketing pro. We're going to be talking about one of the most exciting things for me was um, both the Twitter uh, best tweets where we got really wild topics in there, but even Pinterest predictions. So we're going to have a look at that. But I hope we gave you a listen idea of some of the other things that are happening right now, which I think are going to impact 2022 massively. So as always, if you want to find out more about our certification, it is coming in January at the end of January. So please, if you want to learn from myself, Becca, and another four teachers on top of that, they're incredibly awesome. You can go to um, allmarketingschool.com slash certification. If you want to ask us any question, we're at All Mark School on Twitter or Old Marketing School on Instagram. I am a Fab Giovanetti. If you want to be enraged with me with Twitter and Instagram this week, what about yourself, Becca? I am at Becca Social on all of the platforms. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spread the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.